morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Thursday, November 16th. We are down to just 45 days left in the year. On this date in 1956, Elvis Presley made his film debut in the movie Love Me Tender, which opened in New York. And on this date in 1960, actor Clark Gable died of a heart attack at age 59. He had just finished shooting the movie The Misfits with Marilyn Monroe. And get ready for a little trivia. On this date in 1959, the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical The Sound of Music opened on Broadway. In the film version, Julie Andrews played Maria Von Trapp. But can you name the famous actress who played the role on Broadway? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, it's time to check in on your Thursday forecast over at the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. Hey, good morning to you, meteorologist Joey Silvine here. A couple spotty showers possible for today. Grab the umbrellas as you head out the door just in case. 50s and 60s this morning will wind up in the low 70s as we head into this afternoon. Another day with a lot of clouds, but after today, we'll start to see some sunshine returning. Now, we will have a small chance of a shower near the coast tomorrow morning. After that, we'll get into some sunshine by the afternoon. The latest, 76 degrees. And for your weekend plans, we expect dry weather Saturday and Sunday with highs in the 70s. Saturday, just a little cooler, upper 60s on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Life 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. The Charleston Police Department has new insight into what the community thinks about its policing. An online survey recorded more than 1,100 responses to questions about the department's performance and public interaction since the racial bias audit of the department. Our Molly McBride breaks down some of those key findings. Well, the results show competing expectations from the community of its police department. Some respondents said they want to see more officers in the community visibly enforcing the law, especially when it comes to traffic enforcement. Others emphasize the importance of fair treatment and less enforcement from officers for certain offenses. While, you know, we are confident that the police department does the best it can to be fair, and, you know, exercise integrity in all of its actions, the community does want to see us perform the actions of enforcement and keep the community safe. And so I think it's just interesting to hear the different um, expectations from different areas of the community. Jill Edson, Director of Research and Procedural Justice for the Charleston Police Department, said the survey respondents skewed older and more likely to be white than residents of the city of Charleston. Over 85% of respondents were from white people, and more than half of the responses came from residents of West Ashley and Daniel Island. Now, this is just a piece of the over 100-page report you can find and read for yourself under this web story at live5news.com. In the newsroom, I'm Molly McBride. An update to a Live 5 investigation that we've been following since last winter. A pool contractor accused of taking thousands from customers for incomplete jobs. They're now filing for, filing for bankruptcy. Owners of Indigo Pools, Josh and Ashley Ingram, filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy on September 19th, and customers are now concerned justice will never be served. The Ingrams are estimated to owe between 50 to 99 creditors with a class action lawsuit filed against their company last winter. Customers say they experienced delays in installations, bad communications, and dangerous hazards from installed equipment. These are normal folks. You know, these are people who work in the post office, you know, for school district. I mean, we're not, this was something that everybody was going to do for their family. And, you know, it's a big expense and it's just, it's terrible that 
the pool industry is such that they can just take your money and just say, hey, you know, I'll be back in nine months. The filing shows the Ingram's estimated assets are worth between zero to $50,000. But real estate records revealed they purchased a $900,000 home just last year. Lawyers say the filing should not affect the customers represented in the class action because the lawsuit is specifically against Indigo Pools, the company, not the Ingrams. Now, we did re- reach out to the Ingrams lawyer for comment, but we've not yet received a response. New data from the North Charleston Police Department shows local crime is down compared to last year. Taking a look at January through October of this year compared to the same time frame last year, arrests are up but crime is down. The department says officers are taking on a more direct approach, looking more into where crimes happen and increasing communication with the community. Officials say both robberies and violent crime with the firearm are down 28% this year. They've also seen 17 fewer shooting victims and five fewer murders than in 2022. The Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office wants your help finding a person they say stole gas from a public works facility. Here are some pictures that are from security cameras at the County Public Works facility on Nice's Camp Road. Now, investigators were called to the facility Monday after employees reported finding out someone removed fuel from a county truck on the property by drilling a hole in the gas tank. If you recognize who this person is, you're asked to call the Orangeburg County Sheriff's Office. That number is 803-534-3550. A Monk's Corner dog owner was cited after his dog allegedly attacked and bit someone. Berkeley County deputies say that attack happened on Autumn Lane Tuesday night. A 75-year-old man whose name has not been released was cited with animals at large. No rabies vaccination and public disturbance animal attack. The victim's wife told authorities the dog was not immediately aggressive and was controlled by the owner after the attack. Deputies alerted the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control, which and advised the owner to keep the dog in quarantine for 10 days. With three superintendents gone in three low country school districts in the last year, a local congressman and a community activist are calling for the public to take a closer look at that issue. U.S. Representative Jim Clyburn and activist Hiram E.M. Davis are calling on the community to pay closer attention to who has power over important decisions in the school district. While some believe the state school board association could oversee those decisions, the group says locally elected school boards are the only ones holding that power. With superintendents at Berkeley, Colleton, and Charleston County Schools gone in the last year, local activists say they want more transparency in this process. The city of Goose Creek approved a more than $85 million budget for next year, funding everything from police cars to the local artist guild. It also includes a cost of living increase for city employees, funding for a new fire station, renovations for a local wedding chapel, and an investment for a partnership with the Low Country Local First program. Mayor Greg Habib says that the budget is flexible with a reserve. He and other leaders believe it'll keep up with the city's needs as its population continues to grow. We We are learning more about the project to transform 65 acres of waterfront property in the heart of downtown Charleston into homes, businesses and green space. Tonight we expect to hear more about the Union Pier project, including new additions to the team chosen by the Riley Center for Livable Communities. Tonight's meeting is also meant to inform the public on what role they'll play in the project. My five's Destiny Kennedy joins us in Charleston at the Riley Center. So Destiny, when do officials hope to have a solid plan to place for the Union Pier? Shelby, Katie, officials tell me they hope to have a plan voted on by next summer. 
The Riley Center of Livable Communities is a public service institute housed at the College of Charleston. The center does a lot of work with local governments and organizations to bridge the gap between the community. The center has gathered a team of experts who they believe bring great knowledge and diverse perspectives to the development process of the Union Pier. The nearly 65 acres will be transformed into a neighborhood with green space, housing, and some office and hotel space. In the meeting, the planning department will explain what the public can look forward to in 2024 and the plans to build to accommodate the rising sea level climate issues and create community space that is valuable to people. The advisory committee consisting of 14 members who re represent environmental organizations, historic preservation organization, the Chamber of Commerce, an organization representing Charleston, Trident area realtors, as well as groups that are neighborhoods surrounding the site. The committee voted to hire a planning consultant last month, and that planning consultant has since been hired. Tonight, the center is holding a public meeting to discuss the latest protocols. It will be the first time the community gets to hear from the entity called Sasaki, which is an internationally recognized planning and urban design firm. Ali Moriarty, who is the assistant director of the Riley Center for Livable Communities, further explains their role in the project. So our, our role at the Riley Center is to facilitate a community-led process to ensure that community voices are at the forefront. And we anticipate our role to take about a year. So, well, at this point, a little bit less than a year. The meeting kicks off this evening at the College of Charleston in the Tate Room from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. If you're unable to make it in person, there is a virtual option. Reporting live in Charleston, Destiny Kennedy, Live 5 News. November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and the State Department of Health and Environmental Control says it's the leading cause of cancer death in both men and women. That's in both South Carolina and across the U.S. DHEC also says lung cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer. Our own Autumn Klein joins us live from Trinet Medical to tell us about the risks of cancer and a preventative technology at the hospital that might be available to you. Autumn. Good morning, guys. I am told that the problem with lung cancer is that it is a silent killer. There are almost no symptoms associated with lung cancer until it is in the later stages and is less treatable, which is why it is the cause for so many deaths. But here at Trident Medical, there is a scan that has had some success in preventing lung cancer from getting to that point. The low-dose lung screening is a CT scan of your chest that can detect lung cancer in the earlier stages. To get the scan done, you must meet the criteria. You must be between the ages of 50 and 80, be a current smoker of 20 packs per year, or have quit smoking in the last 15 years. The process is simple. It's a five-minute scan with low radiation, no IVs, and is now covered by most insurance companies. The director of oncology at Trident Medical says so many people are affected by lung cancer, and he wants to emphasize the importance of taking preventative measures like this scan. It's important. Think about your mom. Think about your dad. Think about anyone that has smoked or that has uh, quit smoking. That conversation is important. That allows us to really, uh, at heart, really focus on each other, focus on our community and focus on our ability to really uh, allow them the opportunity to get a very easy scan that allows us to get ahead of such a horrible disease. 
since the scan came to Trident in 2014, they have scanned over 11,000 people in the Low Country. Live in North Charleston, Autumn Klein, Live 5 News. At the beginning of the show, I told you The Sound of Music debuted on Broadway on this date in 1959. Though actress Julie Andrews will forever be associated with the movie, the role of Maria Von Trapp was played by another well-known actress on the stage. That actress was Mary Martin, the mother of actor Larry Hagman, who you probably remember as J.R. Ewing in Dallas. Celebrating birthdays on this Thursday, actress Lisa Bonet is 56. Actress Martha Plimpton is 53. Actress Maggie Gyllenhaal is 46. And comedian Pete Davidson is 30. Thanks for joining us for Morning Y'all, powered by Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Morning Y'all is produced every weekday morning. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.